Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 147 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. It's my favorite coffee. I drink it every morning. It's roasted right here in Iowa by somebody who is also a musician, and all of the roasts are done specifically for the order. So you might as well just say it's custom roasted coffee. You can tell him you like it darker or lighter. You can choose what kind of coffee you want. He'll roast it for you. He'll send it to you. And all you got to do is grind it up and have some of the best coffee you've ever had. That's what I'm saying about it. And it's true. That's, that's how I feel. So it's my, like I said, it's my favorite coffee. I'm not just saying that. I drink it every morning. I'm not just saying that. I really do. It is my favorite coffee. And I do drink it every morning. So go to CouchtownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like. Make an order. And when you do, you can save 20% by entering the code word Audible Farm. It's that easy. Thank you, Couchtown. This week I'm sitting down alone. I uh, talk about it a little bit in the first part of the podcast. I don't really have too much to talk about in the intro. I just didn't schedule a guest. I was feeling under the weather and I didn't have anything backlogged for an episode this week. So I sit down alone and I talk about some things uh, you know, in the past and in the present in the music scene. Things are things are looking up. There's a lot of cool stuff going on now. There's stuff that, that happened recently. Just don't miss out on the stuff that comes up in the future because I missed out on a couple of things that happened earlier this summer because I was either playing music or doing other things. So hit up some of those cool shows I talk about or find some other shows and let me know about them. I'll, I'll talk to some people about some stuff. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say in the intro here, so I'm just going to let it go here. This is uh, episode 147, and it's a solo episode. It's the Audible Farm Podcast, with your host, Peter Stockdale. This week I'm sitting down alone. I was a little under the weather this week and I don't have any backlogged episodes. Let me adjust the camera just a little bit. There we go. Yeah, so I was a little under the weather this week. I didn't have anything backlogged, so I'm going to do an episode alone this week. And I don't really have too much to talk about. Uh, A lot of the pertinent things I kind of wanted to talk about, I interviewed people that had something to do with them. Um, You know, one of the big ones would be the Reforge Initiative show. Um, That's coming up here next month, I believe. And I'm I'm also underprepared for this. So let me pull up some of this information. But for those that don't know, the Reforge Initiative is something that was started by um, some of the guys from Brutal Republic, uh, Jeremy Ober, and some other people. And uh, the whole gist of it is they tried to do like a little fundraiser in order to uh, donate the money to individuals who are looking to have some sort of music scholarship and things of that nature. So um, that is going to take place, do-do-do, pull up the event, July 30th, that's a Friday, and it's going to take place at River Hops. I know that there was some some information, they were looking for people to kind of help, maybe help out at the door or things like that. It's $10 for admittance, Uh, there's a meal, drink, and concert thrown by Brutal Republic, and special guest riddled with class, sorry about the excess noise there, and... uh, yeah, so that's going to be like the big deal, I guess. That's coming up here in a couple weeks. And uh, hopefully I'll get Jeremy on before that we can talk about that a little bit more. Because he knows more about it than I do. I'm kind of just shooting off the hip about that one. Maybe shooting off at the mouth a little bit too about it. But that's a, it's going to be a good show. Uh, two awesome bands, and it's for a great cause. And I'm fairly certain all the money goes back to the cause of the Reforge Initiative. 
so that's a good one for everybody looking for something to support uh support the people that support other people you know it's one of those kind of deals where you're there you know you can pass the buck on this one but do it in a good way you're not just kind of diverting your responsibilities you're helping out individuals who are looking to help out other individuals which is quite a great thing to be doing and uh you know hats off to everybody that has anything to do with that uh hats off to river hops for hosting it and hats off to brutal republic and riddled with class for being involved in that so uh some great people doing great things there with the reforge initiative and uh you know that's gonna be a great one so there will be uh there's a facebook event for that as well as event pages on different websites as well you can just Google uh, Reforge Initiative, uh, July 30th, 2021. You'll find event pages for it telling you where to be, when when to be there, and, and more information about it. So check that out, and uh, hats off to those guys for doing that stuff. It's a, it's a big deal, honestly. It's uh, it's only the third year they've done it, and I think it gets bigger every year. So which, you know, that's really cool, too, to know that it's it's taking off, they're getting support from people, and it's, it's going to be a really big deal for everybody involved. So hats off to those guys. Uh, another one that I kind of wanted to talk about, I did not attend, I talked a little bit about it, but it's uh, Crash My Crater. It was an event I did not get to go to. I was busy at another event that took place this last, uh, in June on the 26th. It's a big show. Let's see here, Jameson Rogers, I think, was there. Uh, Nico Moon was there, if I'm not mistaken, um, as well as Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. And uh, Scott Kirkhart, I believe, was also there. Yes, I got all the names right. Boom. So they were all there at that show. That's a big show that takes place in Manson, little tiny town of Manson with a big, big show. And I had a bunch of friends that went to that. It looked great. It sounded great. There was rain. It didn't deter anybody. Um, Luckily, the show I was at was inside, so I didn't have to deal with any rain. But the crazy thing was there were some people that were at the show I was at that left to go to Crash My Crater and then came back because of the rain. And then ended up leaving again to go back to Crash My Crater. So I wasn't too far away from the event, but I was kind of you know, busy doing things. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't attend the show. But a, a you know, great setup of people. You know, like I said, locally, I had Scott, Scott Kirkhart. He's been on the podcast a handful of times. And uh, Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. And I've interviewed different people from that band over the course of the podcast here. So hats off to those guys doing big things, uh, getting their names out there with some some top names as well, like Jameson Rogers and Nico Moon. So uh, hats off to those guys. I heard the event went off great. Uh, next year, I'm assuming they're going to do it next year because they've been doing it every year for the last couple of years, um, uh, minus the COVID year. I don't think they did one last year. But uh, hats off to them for doing that. I, you know, It's a great show for a nice tiny little town, and uh, it brings a lot of revenue in, and it brings a lot of people in, and it brings a lot of attention to some of the musicians that are local as well, not just the, the headliners. So... You know, that's something I had people Snapchatting me that were just like, dude, Corey Waller and the Wicked Things haul ass. And it's like, yeah, they do. They do. You know, and I've never seen them, but I've seen um, everyone in that band play in some capacity or another. And they are all very, very talented musicians. So there's, it's not not surprising to me that they, you know, as a group are as talented as they are. So I can't wait to get out to one of their shows. I said it on a previous podcast, head to one of their shows this summer, Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. You will probably see me at one of them somewhere sometime. So check that out. Otherwise, hats off to Scott Kirkhart. I know he was doing a lot of promotional stuff for the for the event there as well. So, you know, I think that's up in his hometown area. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, the hometown guys and the home area people, you know, doing all the work to kind of help out and, uh, you know, get this thing off the ground. Not like it, they weren't going to pack the place anyways because, oh, my gosh, it was packed. The videos and photos I saw, it was absolutely packed. So hats off to them for running a great show there and doing some great things for that. 
Uh, another thing I kind of want to talk about was the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the uh, Pork Tornadoes had a show that was in Eagle Grove, which is kind of up in my area, and I know they've got a few more shows coming up this summer, and I'd, I'd only seen videos of the Pork Tornadoes, I'd only seen things online about them, you know, and there's, anytime a band gets that big, there's going to be some people that are just like, these guys are terrible, or whatever, and it's like, no, they're not, they're clearly not, and... Just going to one of their shows, um, Jesse. He, they invited Jesse Wilson and myself to open up for them at a show. And we were kind of just like pre-partying while everyone was kind of funneling in. And then we gave the stage away to the Pork Tornadoes. We had a pretty good day that day. Um, and the Pork Tornadoes uh, absolutely killed it. Just, I mean, they were phenomenal. It was so good. They, they have great crowd control. They got to play from uh, Nightfall. You know, well, there was still a little bit of light out all the way through into the nighttime, and the place was packed. Everyone was going nuts, and they're the real deal. I said it on a previous episode. They are the real deal. If there's people out there that are just like, you go online, and you see some people that are just like, the pork tornadoes are terrible, and dirk a dirk a dirk. It's just, it's just bitter people that are mad that their bands aren't as big as the pork tornadoes. And guess what? I'm mad that none of my bands are as big as the pork tornadoes. But it's just the way it is. Um, they've put in the work. I mean, the next time you're gonna drag, you know. Th- Thirty to fifty thousand dollars worth of gear in multiple trailers to a show for one night. You know, you, then you let me know who's the better band. You know, um, I can carry all of the stuff I need in the back of my car, plus everything else for everyone else in the back of my car. So, like our band, obviously not. You know, the bands I'm in, obviously not bringing as much stuff to the table. We don't have, you know, multi thousand dollars worth of lights or like a, a sound system that needs multiple trunks. And you know, I mean, I'm sure there's situations that are different for everybody. And it is what it is, but um, I wasn't just wowed by the gear setup they had. Let me just put it that way. Uh, the singing was phenomenal. The onstage banter was phenomenal. Um, the interactions with the crowd were phenomenal. They teased a few songs, and the crowd went just nuts. And they're like, well, you got to wait for that one, you know, or they would tease that they're going to do, you know, a whole set of of a an artist that nobody really would want to hear a whole set of. And it's like, well, we got six of these songs we got to play or whatever. And it's like... <laughs> I hope not, you know, but I'd leave it to them and they would do it and they'd probably rock it. But, you know, they've got a wide berth of songs. They play everything from, you know, like Coolio almost, you know, all the way up to The Killers and things like that. So they they do play a wide variety of songs. Um, It's one of my favorite things to see bands that play a wide variety of songs because you're going to entertain more people doing that. And that's one reason I think, um, you know, Jesse Wilson does so good. And I play guitar with Jesse at, at I would say the mo- majority of his shows, I'm not as like only guitarist, but uh, if I can't make a show, he brings somebody else in, and that's cool. That's really cool, you know. And that's another thing that you know Jesse's flexible like that. But people can walk up and say, "Hey Jesse, can you play this song?" And he'll say, "Well, I've heard that song. I know how it goes, kind of. Let me look up some chords and pull the lyrics up so I don't mess anything up." And boom, and he just goes for it, and that's one of the coolest things. Then you're thinking, well, like, well, I could do that. Well, I mean, a lot of people could do that, but are you doing that? And the other end is like, I don't think I personally could do that because I don't listen to the wide variety of music that Jesse does. Jesse listens to so much different music that it kind of gives him the availability to do things like that. And that's one of my favorite things about, you know, playing along with him and going to his shows. You never really know what's going to happen. Every now and then he just leans over. He's like, you never played this song before. You've probably never heard it, but we're going to do it. And it's like, all right, here we go. So I get to play songs on the fly that I've never heard you know, and it's, it's not like it's like, you know, 
my brain's going to explode because I've never heard or known how any of this goes. Eventually you play enough jammy kind of songs or go to enough jam nights and play on the fly where you're just like, all right, I can figure out where I can get in and where I can kind of leave off on some of these songs and you can adapt to the changes a little bit better. So that's, you know, I guess it does help out to go to these jam nights and things like that for, for certain instances like that, especially when people come up and they're like, I want to hear this song. And it's like, oh, I don't know that song. And Jesse's like, I know it. I can, pl- I can play some of it. Let's, let's look some stuff up real quick. And then he, then he just goes and does it, you know, and it's, that's something really cool that he can do that I really appreciate him doing, you know, and playing a wide variety of songs like the Pork Tornadoes or Jesse. And I mean, there's a lot of different musicians up in this area that do kind of every now and then fold in something weird that you wouldn't expect them to play. Um, you know, Clint Riedel's been known to bust out some like rap or hip hop type songs every now and then, you know, and Jeremy, Jeremy Ober does everything from, uh, oldies all the way up to modern stuff to, to heavier songs, to his originals and everything else in between, you know, and it's, it's one of the things I kind of learned was just like, Oh, you want to entertain the masses. You got to have songs ready for the masses. You can't just go up there and be like, I'm a blues guitarist playing in a place that predominantly doesn't enjoy blues music and they're not going to like take to it very much. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you should probably at least play a couple popular tunes. Everybody knows, you know, get your ZZ tops in there or something like that, or get a a Stevie Ray Vaughan song in there or something, you know, and you know, Jesse and I have even busted out a Stevie Ray Vaughan song once or twice, you know, and things like that, or it's just kind of fun. We kind of bust out a little bit of anything, but that's one of my favorite parts about playing music live, I guess, is you never really know what's going to happen. It's, some of it's done on the fly. Sometimes you take requests. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes the crowd's really into it. Sometimes they're not, and you have to win them over, and that's fun, too, even in its own aspects. But going back to the Pork Tornadoes, I, they covered all the bases on all the things I just talked about. They play a wide variety of stuff. They won the crowd over fast. They They kept the interest of the crowd. They took a break. Nobody left. It was just a great show all around, and I was really happy to be able to to actually get to not only see them live, but to be able to play a show with them. And that's something that I'm I'm not going to take lightly, uh, probably ever, because they're one of the biggest cover bands in all of Iowa, um, quite possibly past, present, and future. Uh, they're huge. They're huge, and uh, justifiably so. Like I said, the hype is real, and it's all justified. There's people online that may or may not enjoy what they're doing, but at the same time, I I definitely enjoy what they're doing. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, some of that might just come out of a little bit of jealousy or some of it might just come out of, like, bitterness towards the fact that, oh, these guys are just playing covers. They're not a real band. And it's like, they're, bands that play covers are not sellouts. They're not horrible people. They're not taking the easy road. There's none of that. And I hate it when people come out there and say things like that because I play and original bands and cover bands and i wouldn't say any of it's any more easy than the rest of it you know um is it easy to play cover songs like yeah but is it just as easy to play you know you know metal or punk songs yeah sure i guess it's i mean the whole to me i didn't write any of it so i'm just playing whatever somebody comes up to me and says hey we're playing this and i'm like all right i'll play that you know i'm i'm kind of a hired gun in that sense i guess you could say but, you know, it's it's just one of those things, uh, as far as playing music, I just don't really... I used to have a lot of reservations where it's just like, I'm not playing this this style of music. And then eventually you realize, like, oh, I can play any style of music I want to, and it just takes time and energy to learn certain things. And the more you play, the more comfortable you get playing different styles and things like that. So if there's anybody out there just listening to music or uh, trying to play for the first time or, or looking to branch out in different styles, just, just jump in feet first, go for it. You never know what's going to happen. 
Um, and you got to start somewhere. And that's something I always used to tell people when I would give lessons was you have to start somewhere and you have to keep going, you know, and it's, if it's something you want, you can get it. Um, I mean, that comes down to giving lessons for so many years. I've heard people say I'm too young and I've heard people say I'm too old. I've heard people see, say my fingers are too small and I've heard them say my fingers are too big and, and none of that matters. I've seen people with tiny hands play guitar amazingly. I've seen people with ginormous fingers play guitar amazingly. One of my best students was an older person, and one of my other best students was a really young person. So, I mean, I always take that to heart when I think about going out and playing music. It's not necessarily about your age. Uh, some people pick it up quicker than others, but it just means that the people that have to work for it more are going to, you know, maybe enjoy it more because they had to put all that extra work into it. And, you know, I, I guess it is just what it is. Everybody has the luck of the draw with something in their life. And uh, if music's not something that comes easy to you, just just work at it, and you'll get better, and and you'll enjoy yourself, you know, going out and doing these things, and just never stop learning. And maybe that's just not just music either; it could be anything in life. Um, you know, if you want a new job, go for it. If you're not educated enough, go get educated. If you if you are educated enough, but you're scared, you just give it a whirl. What's the worst that could happen? You leave and go get a different job. I mean, I mean, there's going to be plenty of you know, like gas station attendance type jobs or whatever else out there that you can that you can go to without having to go to like a four year university in order to uh, attain. And there's nothing against gas station type jobs. I've I had a service job for a long time, like a long, long, long time. And, uh, you know, they can be very good, too. So I'm not, you know, trying to make anybody mad by saying gas station job. But but yeah, the the whole point is if if you want to change, go for it. And if if it seems like it's difficult, uh, you still gotta kind of put your nose to the grindstone and do it. Because even though like music comes easy to some people, they still practice a lot. Uh, and some of the people that it seems like it comes easy to, what you don't see is how much they actually do practice. Because even if something comes easy to somebody, in order to get actually proficient at it, you have to spend time doing it. And I've been around people who it's like, man, this comes easy to this person. Then you start talking to them, they're like. I couldn't sleep last night, so I woke up at 6 a.m. and I ran scales until 9.30, and then I went to work. And it's like, what? Like, oh, okay. This doesn't just come easy to you. You're, you're over here practicing three hours before you go to work uh, just for fun, you know? And then, or maybe not for fun, but it's just something to do, you know? And so if you find yourself being one of those people that's just like, oh, I just sit at home and, and watch TV. I mean, I'm very, very, very guilty of that. You know, maybe sacrifice a little bit of TV time to jam along to some of your favorite songs or, uh, you know, learn some new scales and pull up a jam track on YouTube and jam along to it or something like that. Toss in some headphones and play your drums, play drums along to some of your favorite musicians. Um, That's kind of a sidetrack, but I have a drum set. I don't play very much, but sometimes I do. And uh, it's currently not set up. But when I was playing drums, I would do exactly that. I just Bluetooth some headphones to a phone and just shuffle like a classic rock station on a streaming service. And I would go into there and I was never really one to be like, this drummer is super good or like whatever, you know, because it's just, to me, it's just drums. I don't, I'm not proficient at it in any fashion. But then I started playing like some stuff that like you might would think would be simple. And then you're like, oh, no, no, this, this is good stuff. Like I can't figure out how to like play the beat even remotely close. Um, you know, I can't figure out what it, even what they're doing. It changes just enough where you're like, oh, I can't keep up with this. i got to skip the song and go to the next one. So that was something fun for me to like dive in feet first on that one and just be like, oh, some of these people are really good at what they do, you know? And it's something I – it's not like I took it lightly before, but I just never really thought too much about it, I guess. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I found the same thing with playing bass. You know, I've said it many times on the podcast. It's not hard to play the bass, but it's, it's very, very hard to play the bass well. I, I might almost venture to say it's more difficult uh, to play the bass well than to play the guitar well. And I would say that's just because there's more guitar players out there uh, and, and there's more people willing to teach you things or you can learn off more people. But, um, you know, locally, there's probably only a handful of people that play bass that, that are out there doing it on a daily basis that you can sit down and talk to and bounce ideas off of. Plus, it's like a million times easier to sit around a campfire with a guitar and play some chords and entertain people than it is to bring a acoustic bass somewhere and be like, I'm going to play a song for everybody. And um, once again, that's nothing against bassists. It's just the way the instrument lends itself to what's going on. So, um, yeah, I guess that was a long tangent pretty much about nothing. I don't have too much more to go over today. I was going to talk about a few things, um, but I do want to say I was talking about the Patreon page to somebody recently, and they were like, I didn't know you had a Patreon page. I don't even know what a Patreon page is. And I realized that, oh, I always talk about it in the outro of the podcast, but not everyone listens to the intros and outros. So um, if you've seen little video clips of the podcast floating around on the internet, maybe uh, check out the Patreon page. The Patreon page is, is pretty much just like a YouTube channel that you can go to. It's patreon.com slash audiblefarm. You can go there. It costs a dollar a month. That's $12 a year. You can get all the video versions of the podcast. Um, I started recording video at episode 100 and started putting them on there. It's uh, just me and the guest or me uh, alone, depending on what's going on in the episode. And uh, most of them are just single camera shots. Unless I do Skype, then it's a two camera up close type deal and they're side by side. And I just sit down and talk with the musicians about what's going on, just like the regular podcast, and you just get to watch us talk. And um, if that's something that interests you, it's a, like I said, it's a dollar a month, costs almost nothing, and uh, you know you can get all the video versions. But if you don't want to spend a dollar a month, you can still just listen to it on YouTube or wherever you stream podcasts, um, including a lot of places you stream music, and it's free, uh, and it will always be that way. I'm never going to charge anyone for the audio versions. It's just always going to be free and i appreciate everyone that is a patreon subscriber like i said it's it's a dollar a month it really doesn't cost that much and if it's something that interests you if you want to support the podcast monetarily that'd be the way to do it but if you want to support the podcast non-monetarily there's plenty of ways to do that as well such as um, like subscribe share retweets um, anything like that just kind of comment on the posts comment wherever you're listening leave us a review on itunes if you got the itunes um, go to YouTube and subscribe. That's a huge one. I'm trying to get more subscribers on there. There's also, uh, band videos on there as well as hydro dip videos I've done for guitars and, and some like little miniature mods and things like that for some guitars. I kind of just packed a lot of that stuff on that channel and it just sits there. So if anybody wants to watch any of that stuff, I would appreciate it. I noticed, uh, looking through the stats the other day that it was like 77% of people that watch videos on my channel don't uh, they are not subscribers. So if you watch the podcast, uh, maybe think about hitting that subscribe button. If you listen to it on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you like the clips, the video clips, hit that subscribe button. If I've recorded you or your band and put it on there, uh, maybe hit me a, with a subscribe too. Uh, if I get to 300 subscribers, I'll let the first 20 video versions of the podcast go. So episode 100 through episode 119, I will put those online 
for free for anyone to listen to or watch. So help me out, help me help everyone else out and kind of get some of those video versions out there on the actual YouTube and, and get them off of just a Patreon exclusive page. And, um, you know, like I said, 300 subscribers, we're 70 ish away from there. So it's not too many. And, uh, you know, most of the time people, you subscribe to so many things anyways, and it's going to be inconsequential to subscribe to one more thing. But, you know, to me, I guess it means quite a bit. So if that's something you want to do, go for it. Otherwise, just comment on something if you listen to it and say, hey, I liked this part of the episode or, or I like that part of the episode or, you know, maybe shoot me a, a message or a comment on something that says, hey, you should bring this person on here or I wish you would have asked these types of questions. And, you know, that brings me to another topic maybe like, is there anything that anybody that's listening would suggest me to do? I know a few people have suggested a few things to me. Um... But I'm kind of looking for like new content ideas or different things I can do. I've I've thought about, you know, doing something where it's like five questions with a with a musician, and you just sit them down and you ask them five questions and let them answer honestly. And however long the video is is how long it is. If it's a five minute video, that's cool. If it's two minutes, that's cool. If it ends up being like a thirty minute chat, then that's fine too. But I wouldn't mind sitting down talking with some musicians, um, you know, asking them some random questions about things, whether it's like, you know, what's your favorite cereal? Or if you had to describe your music as a movie, what would it be? Or, you know, like, what's your biggest influence um, locally or not locally? Or, or what's one of your least favorite bands that everyone likes that you don't like? You know, or just asking them just weird, goofy questions or, or serious questions even. Um, maybe you have an idea for some questions that you might want to hear some of your favorite musicians around the area answer. Uh, drop it in a comment section somewhere. Maybe I'll take a, a running tally of that and start to record a few of those. I, I had a dream of doing that a while ago, and it's not always easy to kind of wrangle people up simply just for a podcast. So, um, you know, this week it falls on me. Once again, I was feeling a little under the weather. I didn't want to bring anyone over. Um, I've never been one. <clears throat> you can hear my voice crack a little bit. I've never been one to really, like, bring people around or be around people when I'm not feeling good anyways. I was never into that. Um, before the 2020 meltdown of the world anyways. So it's, I guess I've always just felt that way. And, um, I hope everybody after this, you know, COVID-19 thing happened, I hope everybody kind of just takes a little bit more of that in their life anyways. Cause there's nothing worse than going somewhere and then you get to spend hours with somebody and then they're like, oh, I've been sick all week. And it's like, well, great. Thank you very much for telling me. So I'm not going to go through that with anybody. I'm not putting anyone through that. Uh, I decided not to do an episode. I could have done a, a remote episode and I do have a couple guests lined up for remote episodes, but I also didn't want to just sit here and feel blah and then not do a good job talking to somebody because I'm losing interest or because I'm tired or, or whatever. So this week you get to listen to me alone, and uh, yeah, if you guys want to want to help me out with some ideas or things you think I could do to improve the podcast or change it, or if you if you think there might be somebody that might be willing to sponsor the podcast, um, have them hit me up, or I'll hit them up, or something like that. I'm always looking for new sponsors. Uh, I'm trying my best to only utilize sponsors that I would, you know, utilize their products in a daily environment, anyways. So. Um, that's kind of how that works. I've, I've had people hop on and off as sponsors here and there for episodes uh, for whatever reasons. Sometimes I do business with them and I'm like, hey, I'll toss you on here and, and we can get you some exposure and you can take you know some money off my order that I'm, I'm utilizing or whatever. But they don't want to stay on forever. So um, 
well, here's a good one. Uh, one of the recent podcasts I did, um, no, I wouldn't say recent, it's probably been about a year ago, I did a handful of episodes and uh, Corrosive Screen Printing, who, Corrosive Screen Printing, who does some, uh, screen, I guess, screen printing for t-shirts and things like that. Uh, not just t-shirts, though, um, sweatshirts, and I know they've done other things as well. Uh, they help out a lot of bands in the central Iowa area, Des Moines area, and, and you know, um, a couple hundred miles around there. So I've, they've actually made all of the Audible Farm t-shirts and hoodies, and I've recently um, set in another order for t-shirts, so there's going to be more t-shirts coming. I didn't send in an order for hoodies, unfortunately, so there's no hoodies um, that are in right now. I'm actually currently sold out of Audible Farm hoodies. I may end up redesigning them and doing a different design. I may just do single color this time. I might do, I'm just debating on how I want to go about doing it, so... Uh, no, no hoodies yet, but the t-shirts are going to be in by the end of the month. And not only that, but I have new t-shirt design coming in too. I, uh, paid my graphic designer to make me a new logo and boom, new logo goes on t-shirt. New t-shirts are going to be available by the end of the month as well. And, uh, the new t-shirt designs are, there's not many of them. Let me just say that I only ordered a handful, um, of each design and each color and each size. So there's only going to be a very limited number of certain ones available. So if you want one, hit me up. Uh, there's previews of them available in the Audible Farm shop. There's a link down below for that. So if you're looking to support monetarily and you don't just want to give me a dollar uh, for the video versions, a t-shirt is another great way to support monetarily. Uh, you can get the classic shirt or any any one of the three new designs that I've got um, coming out. I guess it's one new design in multiple color schemes. Uh, let me just say, if there's any people out there that enjoyed pro wrestling in the 90s, you will probably enjoy these this new design or these new shirts. I'm kind of curious to see which ones sell out when and how fast and things like that. Uh, I've even had people that are not prof professional wrestling fans tell me they really like the new design because it looks clean. And I, I didn't have the heart to tell them, hey, the new design um, is like a pirated idea from another design. So, and it's, you know... That's one reason I only made a few of them. I don't want to make like a zillion of them because I'm not going to get into any copyright issues with anybody. But if I only made a handful, then it's not going to be a big deal. So that's um, the way I looked at it uh, online and, and in my defense, that's how it's all going to go down. So if you want one of those shirts, you better hit me up quick because I'm only making a few. And uh, if they sell out, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to order any more. Uh, that's just kind of how it's going to go. So... Uh, check out the new design in the shop that's there. Uh, they should be in by the end of the month. And when they are in, I will make posts on all of the social media. That's another thing. Go to all the social media, uh, like, subscribe, follow, um, share the page with all your friends. Say, hey, I know this, this episode here of this person is pretty good. So check this out and maybe shoot the page a follow or a subscribe or, you know, um, I got to say thanks to some of my past guests that I've had on in the last handful of weeks. Some of the episodes have been listened to a lot compared to some previous episodes i don't know whether or not it's uh music's coming back and people are just happy to listen to some of their musicians talk again because they're actually finally able to see them live for a while there it was getting a little dicey there weren't too many people listening to the podcast but there also wasn't any shows to promote or anything going on so i was kind of scrounging to find people that were putting out new material or things like that um or trying to find the very very small handfuls of people that were willing to go out and play shows and so I, I guess like, uh, I just gotta say thanks to everyone that listens each and every week. I'm probably going to wrap this bad boy up here pretty quick. Cause I'm still going to do an outro and an intro on this episode. So, 
Um, yeah, I got to say thanks to everyone that's been on in the last handful of weeks, everyone that's been listening. A lot of the episodes have been getting shared around quite a bit. New faces and new names are coming on the podcast, which is something I really like to have. So if you have somebody that you know that hasn't been on the podcast that you think should be on the podcast, have them hit me up or uh, send me a message and say you should talk to this person. Uh, I really like to have links available as well. So I've had some people say, I want to be on your podcast. Do you have any links to anything? No, I don't. Do you have social media? No, I don't. And it's tough for me to kind of gather up information to do an interview if somebody's halfway across the state with no you know, material uh, for me to listen to. Um, it's not a guaranteed prerequisite that you need to have recorded material available and published online, but it does definitely help me out quite a bit, especially if I haven't seen one of your shows or I don't know who you are. So um, help me help you and uh, we'll all get through this together. And I'm, I'm hoping to get more people on, like I said, I've got more people slated to be on the podcast. I just wasn't feeling very good this week. I know it's a, a kind of a crap excuse, but um, I also think that going out and getting people sick purposefully is also pretty crappy. Well, the video just ran out, so I'm going to call this an episode. I must uh, have a full SD card on my video. So, All right, I will uh, check you guys in the outro. And there you have it. A nice little short episode, just, uh, just about a half an hour on this week's episode. Like I said, I didn't have too much to talk about. I mentioned a few things upcoming, uh, that Reforge Initiative show... That's coming up here later in the month, so check that one out. Otherwise, uh, I didn't really talk about too much in the episode other than you know supporting the podcast. Support the musicians that are on the podcast, too. you got to support those people as well. That's what this is all about. It's guest-driven for the most part. Every now and then I do some solo episodes. I try to keep them to a bare minimum. I debated just rerunning an episode this week, but I opted for just sitting down and talking alone. It's, it's just as easy, I guess, and... Uh, Maybe there's not too much new information going on this week from me, and uh, I didn't really say anything too controversial or crazy in this episode, but uh, this is what you get, I guess. It's a free ep- free episode, free podcast for the most part. If you want to support monetarily, there are ways to do that. I mentioned it in the episode. Uh, the Patreon... Excuse me. The Patreon and the Audible Farm Shop. Those are the two places you can support monetarily. Otherwise, just like, subscribe, and share, and uh, let people know what you think of the episodes, and, and share some of your favorite guests with some of your favorite people. And that's pretty much it. I don't have too much else to say in the outro here. So uh, the video version, uh, the video file, like I said, I, I ran full on the SD card. It was corrupt. I'm going to try my best to edit down what I can and throw it up on the Patreon. So there should be something on the Patreon this week. There should be. I can't guarantee it, but there should be. And uh, if not, then I guess the audio version is the only way we're going to do it. So uh, I'm editing this down before I edit down the video version. We'll just see what happens, I guess. Anyways, I'll check you next week. I'm going to try and get a try and get a guest in here, and if I can't get him in here, I'll, I'll Skype with somebody. Um, yeah, so that's it. I'll check you guys next week. Peace.